back for another episode of the regular podcast. It's your boy, Young. <laughs> but, nah, that's not my name, guys. My name is Kilo on this podcast. And um, we, we got something new happening here, guys. Mm-hmm. We don't have a special guest. We graduating. I'm promoting you, Lucy. Oh, God. Okay. Shay is now a co-host slash producer <laughs> on this podcast. Wait, I wasn't always a co-host? No. Every every week I say special guest. Oh, I, did, I thought I was a co-host. So look at this. All this time I thought I was... Okay. A, well, I thought I was a part of this show. You are as a special guest. Now you're a co-host. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm saying co-host slash producer. Okay, yeah. You got a promotion. Producer you should say Craig, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, see? Thank you. Look at that. <laughs> okay, and now what that entails is she will be sometimes coming when she has um, stuff that she want to talk about, mm-hmm. coming up with ideas and topics and subjects for us to get into on this here podcast. Mm-hmm. For now, meaning today, she's going to come up, she came up with all the topics, but going forward in other times, We'll collaborate and come up with things together and do podcast episodes in that way. Mm-hmm. Okay? How does it feel to be a producer of a very famous podcast, Lucy? feels really good. I'm just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the response I was looking for. Okay. How was your week, Lucy? It was really good. I had, I had a good week this week. Um, I was relaxed. I was relaxed, and uh, we got to get away for a little bit, go to a wedding, and we had, it was a good day. It was a good uh, weekend, so mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Yep, yep. We How was your to, week? We went to Savannah for a wedding. Very nice wedding. It was cold as hell outside. They had the wedding outside, but yes. Savannah is scenic, so people, they want to they do things on the outdoors a lot down there, mm-hmm. and it was, I, I ain't gonna lie. Some of their wedding pictures about to be amazing. So you think so? I'd, what? It's so cold, man. The really... pictures about to be amazing. Yeah, it should be nice. Man, the pictures about to be hard. But uh, yeah, I'd say it was. It would be worth it to have my guests be cold to get pictures that good. Yeah, because we was cold as heck, it and we cold. were on the harbor. That's another the, thing. Right on the water. We were right there on the harbor. It was. It was beautiful, but it was just too cold. I yeah. I couldn't do it. But um, Very so yeah, nice that's wedding. what we did. We went to Savannah. That was cool. My week was cool though. You know, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you want to take it over now, Lucy? We got we got a hot, a hot slate. <laughs> I don't know. We got hot, a hot slate of topics for you guys. Yeah. Man. So what do you want to do? You want to start oh, heavy or oh. go, go? I mean, wherever you want to start. Man. Let's what? go. Let's. Oh, let's, let's do this. Let's let's start with heavy. Um, not heavy. I don't that's know. that's current affairs. We well, want to jump w- right into the. Well, current. we just were talking about the wedding, so I wanted to. You know, bring that up. It's something like. Okay. So anyway, one of the topics that I was thinking about was just we were like I said we were just at a wedding, and um, it's a lot of stuff that goes on during the time of planning for the wedding, and um, even just during the wedding, it's a lot of stuff happening. So I wanted to talk about um, proper wedding etiquette, um, and what that looks like for the family, for the couple. For the guest, just, you know, maybe the bride, I mean, the groomsmen and the, uh, what's it called? The bridesmaids. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. And um, 
So what do you what do you think is some little some tips? Maybe not even just tips, but just what's something that you would say is proper wedding etiquette? Wedding etiquette. Like, would you go and you bring a gift or? I'm the wrong one. Honey, come on. I'm terrible with any etiquette. Like, you already. I don't. Well, okay, but the thing. Okay, you might be terrible with any kind of etiquette, but you know how to act in public and do yeah, stuff. So like, be quiet, you're not doing no weird old self, weird old stuff. Like, because yeah. okay. Quick. Be, I be quiet and say to, say to myself, that's my etiquette. I mean, I don't know proper etiquette. Like see, I'm stuff saying like, like you're not like a... Like, see, I'm saying... I'm talking to him about it, and you saying he don't know proper etiquette. But Tehran, he, he's, know he can I, be a classy guy. No, I know what know. I wouldn't do. Right. That's I what I'm saying. What nothing. you wouldn't do. Right. So you could be considered like a classy guy. No. You're not like a... No, no, no. You know... No, no, no. You, you, so what I'm saying is... I'll just be quiet and stay to myself. That's what people consider classy. I'm not going to go out and get drunk and be falling all over the place throwing up. I mean, I wouldn't do that. So that's, I don't have to say I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, so listen. Something that happened this week, this weekend at the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, it was my uncle's wedding. And um, he, he got married. And his best man... You know, got up for the toast. Proper, you know, best man. I'm just going to say he got up for the toast. And um, he pretty much shouted out his longtime girlfriend and was like, you know, we next or whatever. And I just went in this. Yeah, it's like whatever. It's nothing wrong with that, I guess. But um, I started thinking to, you know, people who um, get uh, proposed during other people's weddings and uh also because i mean they were cutting up probably doing a little more than what me or you would be comfortable with um at and at our weddings at our wedding which never we never had one but you know just if we had one i don't think we would be okay with that um and he was it was just doing they were doing a lot and i just started thinking about what happens when like do you feel like it's okay would you be okay with any of your friends or close family members, like, and your friends are super close, so, like, they're like family members. Would you be okay with somebody proposing at your wedding? Um, yeah. You would? I wouldn't care. Like, I, I don't I don't have a yes so or no. So, you don't think really nothing's wrong with that? So, I if they care. didn't just run it by you, nothing. It's Telling like, me, but, you but if they proposing. didn't run it by you. Just like, oh, I'm just... I wouldn't care. I'm just about to take all the shine and just That's not like, taking all the shine because none of their people are here. It's my people. So you proposing in front of a bunch of people that don't I know I mean, you. but your friends are like... Your your friends has been your friends for forever. So, so your family, their, your, their friends are their friends. So you proposing to a woman in front of a bunch of people that don't know her. Like, that, that's not special to her. She don't care. So that's okay. on you. I don't care. If, I mean, I don't have. Well, a I'm just saying. Let's care. say if like we grew up together or something like in the but, same. But city. what I'm saying is, we didn't. Me but I'm just me. saying. I'm saying, are you okay with that? I, well, let's, this is what I'm saying. I'm me. I have the friends I have. If me and you have a wedding in Georgia, and they come down here and propose to their girl here, that's on them. It'll just be their girl not getting to share that moment with her friends and family because you decided you wanted to do it in Georgia. So what if I had a problem with that? What would you say? Well, you would have to tell. Once it happened, what I'm, I'm saying, if I say, "Yo, that I'm, I'm, I, don't, I ain't feeling that." So what, what do you? What, what would you, you have? Should, would you say something to them? Would you say, "Shay, you're I'll overreacting"? Like, Shay didn't like that. I'll tell you, Shay didn't like that. I mean, but you, would you tell me like, "Oh, Shay, maybe you're overacting. Like it's not a big deal." I'm not gonna say. It's, I, like I just said, I don't care either way. Okay. 
All right, so it don't bother me at all. Like I don't. Anyway, another thing um, that I was thinking about also when they have um, they have like best men to talk of being you know being the best man they do a speech and sometimes like somebody in the uh, one of the bridesmaids do do a speech like maid of honor or whatever they do a speech how when that speech is done i know sometimes they might say divulge information probably a little more information depending on somebody's drinking or what what do you think how personal do you think you get during a uh, best man speech that, I mean that I don't know that has nothing to, I don't know like what, what do you mean like what, if you answer it then I, I'll understand what you're saying I, how, I'm how, asking you you don't get it I don't know it? what you mean by how personal do you get I mean you like okay so are you saying what's the limit no I don't want my I'm friends I'm saying like I'm saying like um, I know for I know for a fact there's probably if one of my one of my best friends she gets married I'm, I'm probably gonna be like the maid of honor right for sure, or a sit or a sister. I'm saying that it doesn't matter. Just for the sake of a speech, I'm never going to like say any embarrassing uh, stories just for the sake of laughter. I'm never gonna um, mention anything personal. It's gonna be very like because I, I don't believe in like you know putting any information that I feel like is not out there already out there. So, like, you know, if you, you've you been friends with your friends for a very long time, so I'm sure you guys, you know, f- funny stories, and it's like they get up there and they might say, oh, you know, there was this one time where this person did this and that, and like, you know, just funny stories to get people to laugh and stuff like that. Are you okay with saying this kind of stuff in front of everybody? That's No, that's just not me. My friends ain't like that either, so. What do you mean? That's just like you. What do you mean? I'm not about to get in front of everybody telling really no stories. So what does a best man speech look like to you? A best man speech? I mean, just talking about how long we've been friends and how we've been through so many things together. And you got the right woman, bro. (laughs) You the last one. (laughs) Yes, that's, I mean. All right. Okay, so what about, What do you think about children at weddings with open bars, with like drinking and alcohol and things? Do you think that's a proper setting for children? Um, I never thought about it until this weekend because well, I've never that. seen anybody have an issue with kids being at a wedding with, with alcohol. So So most most weddings with alcohol you see there are kids, kids at. There. Right. Okay. Me yeah. too. So a lot of kids. Thinking. All right, last question. Do you think it's inconsiderate or if it's fair or inconsiderate to have a wedding where most of the family doesn't live in, uh, in a city that most of the family doesn't live in, whether it's, um, and it's still in America, but, uh, if me or you, let's say both of us, if my family or your family aren't there, like in that city, do you think it's probably kind of inconsiderate for, for us to do a wedding in possibly not have any of our family in that same area because we got to think about older people you got to think about them traveling you got to think about kids you got to think about people spending money on hotels so do you think that's an inconsiderate thing no i don't i don't think it's inconsiderate uh i think when you get married you have to do what what i notice some people have families that are more have more power in their lives 
than others. What do you mean powers? What do you mean by that? Now, if I was to, no matter what I did with my marriage, I can get married in Hong Kong. Everybody would just say congrats, and that would be it. Really? Some people, some people get married, and if they don't tell their family, their mom don't want to talk. Their mom is pissed off at the so wife. So that's that's my family, right? So some <laughs> so. some families is like that. Like my my family yeah. would never be mad at me because. I mean, they, they probably ain't going to say nothing to you, but they might be a little, like, your mama be, be a little irritated. No, she wouldn't be mad, though. She She'd might be like, be like oh, what? I wish she would have told me. Like, she might say that to you, but she really wouldn't be mad. She would be, some families would, like, they would beef over, they would blame the no, spouse. No, not beef. No. They would blame the new spouse. Like, you took my because son. Because you, you know, my... your mom would know I would never But what I'm not saying me. I'm saying some people's families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my family a, would do that. My some family people's upset, families yeah. would have a real problem with you. Going to get, they would think it's your fault. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you went and got married in Singapore, knowing the rest of us couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. You, he had, he just had to pick that girl that wanted to go over there and do that. Like some people like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. So, no, I don't think it's inconsiderate. But I, I mean, some people's families are hardcore like that. Mm-hmm. My family, any any type of news that they heard from me, heard about me or whatever, they just said, uh, at the most, like, dang, I wish I was there. That's the most. Mm-hmm. But. And then nah. they think it was you anyway. Like they'll just be like, "Oh, you probably was the one." Now, if I was getting married in another area, though, I would have told them ahead of time. So yeah, yeah. now they would have had enough chance to get there, or they would have said, "I can't, I can't get there." All like they would have just said they couldn't come. See, but I don't I think it's inconsiderate like as long as you tell people. Then hey, it is what it is. I, I don't know if it's. I I don't know if I will feel. I feel like it is kind of inconsiderate in a sense because. Because when and this is part of the reason why we um didn't have a wedding. We got married, but we didn't really have like a, a wedding. Because I would feel, I feel like I would want people, my family there, and um because you know I have family here, but I'm not from here, so I don't really know if I wanted to have a wedding like closer to my hometown, which isn't far away. But I always have to think about, like, the older people in my family who probably aren't going to travel as much, which they probably should, but that, you know, may not travel as much. I don't want to think about, you know, them having to get hotels and stuff like that and 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 get off work and stuff. So every everybody don't got it like that, and I probably think about it too much. So I, I would say I would try to be, the you know, as convenient as possible for everybody. Now, I do know how that might... Uh, you know, play on your your money. I mean, I know how that will work as far as like you probably wouldn't get a lot done as fast as possible trying to be you know make every, be convenient for everybody else. So, um, but no, I do think that you know it's wherever the most family is, it probably should be there, or um, you should probably try to if it's outside of where you're from, both of you. I would say get something where that people people don't have to spend as much money um, on hotels and driving, you know, pretty far out. Think about the older people if they can get there in a car as opposed to on a plane or, um, you know, as far as destination weddings. When you have those kind of like destination weddings like outside of the country, you pretty much know like a large portion of your family probably not going to be there. Right. So, uh, but you just got to be like somebody that's okay with that anyway. But I'm just not that way. So, but yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Because, like I said, there's just always a lot of drama um, 
between like between family the family of um the couple uh that happens during this time during the time of planning a wedding my man was just telling me uh that he was he wanted to get married in jamaica <clears throat> essentially what he said was my mom won't let me that's pretty much what he said like wow because so because so many of his family members won't be able to make it there mm-hmm. and he was like so pretty much he had to read because and he was taking his mom's word into consideration. Mm-hmm. So he's, I guess, not going to get married down there. But that's how some situations are. Some yeah. families are that influential and powerful in, in somebody's family, mm-hmm. which I would I don't knock any families that's like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, in even even being way, like way younger. My family wanted to be involved, but they never was trying to force me to do anything one way to accommodate them. Mm-hmm. No matter what was going on, so I know I definitely know some families like that, but nah, mine ain't mine ain't like that. But it's just you know it, you know your family, you know who's willing to travel, like because that was that was actually the case with um, my uncle and their wedding. He they wanted to have a destination wedding, but after a while they had to kind of um, you know make a sacrifice because of the older people in the family that weren't trying to get on the plane. They weren't. Like willing to even make that, um, which wasn't willing to, to fly. So um, they kind of just was like, okay, well, we'll do this here, um, which is something that I probably would do because, like you said, your family may not get upset and stuff, but my family, they're gonna be like, oh, you you went all the way out the country, like, and we can't be there now. We're mad at you, and now we we looking like. So, because you got married to Tehran, Tehran probably talked you into going out of the country, which, I mean, they should know nobody could talk me into anything, but they would probably be mad just like that, like, so. Okay. But, yeah, I was just um thinking about that because of the wedding we were just at. All right, so our next topic, um, let's see. So, I wanted to talk about um, some of the, like, I had a topic, basically, that was inspired by the unfortunate, the unfortunate um, events that happened uh, down here with one of the, with a Clark Atlanta senior. She um, was murdered, uh, allegedly, by her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend, was sexually assaulted first. Um, and then murdered uh, by her roommate's boyfriend and her roommate, her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend. So anyway, um, this was all put out by this was all uh, pretty much put out by the boyfriend who um, allegedly murdered Alexis. He said that um, <clears throat> him and Alexis, uh, well, his his girlfriend, which was her roommate. Got into a fight. Um, he choked Alexis, and pretty much his his uh, girlfriend, the roommate, put a bag over Alexis and um, killed her, which to like pretty much killed her. And they took her body and and moved it to Exchange Park, where her body was found. Um, Exchange Park is a park that we we've been to like a million times. So they drove drove her from the the campus of Clark Atlanta to Decatur um, for exchange, in Exchange Park and left her there. And he led he led the police there when he admitted to uh, killing her. 
basically. So anyway, so uh, some other things that came out about the story was that um, Alexis and her roommate actually got into a fight um, before that. So they got into a fight after um, the girlfriend was um, told that Alexis was sexually assaulted by her boyfriend, by the roommate's boyfriend. Um, And it got me to thinking, you know, after Alexis got into the fight with um the roommate she the roommate i mean the roommate took her to the liquor store so the last place that anyone saw her was at was at the liquor store after they had already gotten to a fight or after and also after she had been um sexually had said that her, the boyfriend had sexually assaulted her so all of these things that happened beforehand and Alexis still got into the car went to the liquor store, was comfortable enough to go and still hang out with uh, the roommate. So it just got me thinking, like, um, just trying to get into the mind of somebody who would still hang out or go out. Like, so it wasn't even a lot of time passed. She had just got into this fight. She had just got into, um, she had just went to the police um, and told them that she was sexually assaulted by this guy. So I just couldn't fathom, you know, how she would even still be okay or comfortable hanging out or going anywhere with this girl. Like, I don't even think that just, you know, and this is not her fault. Any None of this is her fault, but I just was thinking, like, you know, how does that work? Because I don't know that I would even come back to that apartment. You know what I mean? I would be trying to stay somewhere else. And, and this is college. You could date... I'm sure there's plenty of places that she probably could have been like, you know, I'm just going to stay there until this, you know, cool down or whatever till my people come, something. So, um, I was just thinking like, I don't think I've ever been, and maybe it's when I was super young, but I think based on where, how I grew up and where I grew up, just, it was just certain things that I, I felt like I learned or I just kind of got and made certain decisions based on how I grew up and where I grew up. Um, and I wanted to talk about that because, you know, like I said, we are raising daughters and we are raising daughters in an, in an area and a place and time that's a lot different from where, from where the both of us grew up and how we grew up. Um, so just certain things that they're probably not going to be exposed to, thank God, you know, they, they won't be exposed to hopefully that we were, you know what I'm saying? So, um. Think about, put yourself in her shoes. They say a 21-year-old you. Mm -hmm. I know the 21-year-old you, but I also, and I know that you were somebody who were, that made certain decisions, that made certain decisions like I made because you were from a certain area, like kind of similar to where I'm from. Mm -hmm. Um, So a 21-year-old you, would you be comfortable going back in that house or being close to that person, you know, in close quarters with them after that, those kind of things happen or, you know what I'm saying? No, but you know that I wouldn't, and I know that you wouldn't. So, right. Okay. So, so, so why do you think she was? Um, well, okay. So I think just based on, you know, where she, where she's from, she's from Athens, <clears throat> Athens, Georgia, Athens, Georgia. Um, and just based on what I know from Athens, um, it's a lot more rural. It's a, it's a, a little more 
of a rural area. It's a college town. It's a college town, right? But yeah. um, just outside of the college, it's it's still very rural, basically, and it's it's a a lot of black people are in poverty, but I'm not. But the the uh, the violence isn't like the it's not really high crime, high violence area. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a city area, uh, inner city or anything like that. So I was just thinking, like, um, just certain, it's just certain things that you do learn from being in that environment, being from environments like well, where we came from. It's just certain things that we just knew. Um, and just maybe it's paranoia. And that's one thing I wanted to ask. But I don't know if it was paranoia or just us being so cautious or just, just something we just learned organically. I was just wondering, um, I was just thinking if that had anything to do with it because, you know, she was from Athens and her roommate was from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that people from certain areas are certain ways, but it's just a certain thing that you get being from certain areas. You just. When you, you say certain areas, like, I, just so the <laughs> listeners know, what do you, like, when you say certain areas, tell them what you mean by that. Um, I mean, hood, the streets, like just uh, high crime, high vi- like cer- certain violent areas, yeah. um, and not even just that, like certain even city versus more um, faster paced areas, and high crime stuff like that, like certain places, like um, it's, it's just a lot different from where you know where we are raising our children at right now. It's just a lot different. Or like I grew up certain a certain way, whereas my sister who grew up in like Mableton, it's just a lot. Of, it's just a completely different uh, aspect that she is, you know, dealing with. She never was exposed to certain things. And as a parent, you don't want your children exposed to certain things. But do you feel like it's your job as a parent to kind of give that tr- kind of training to them, or is it even possible if they're not from those areas? It's possible. Uh, first of all, I think that the girl, Alexis, who was murdered, mm-hmm. I think she is coming from some type of background where she wasn't um, the most confident person. Right. She didn't tell anybody back home. I don't think she told anybody what happened to her. Mm. Because I feel like which what happened to Alexis three days before she was uh, went missing, she was raped by she was supposedly raped according to her account, which she told the police. Mm-hmm. She was she supposedly raped, raped by the ex boyfriend um, by the boyfriend of the roommate, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what makes this whole thing even more strange. Which would go into what you were saying, Shay was saying about the the young girl being very naive, like she mm-hmm. she still went somewhere with the people that are responsible pretty much for having her getting her raped three days prior. Now this right. wasn't some long gap. This was three days gap between her being raped and her being missing, going mm-hmm. missing. Right. And for people who are not familiar with it in Atlanta, there was a big manhunt. Pretty much the girl was missing for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was from the time that the night before Halloween up until <clears throat> Friday that just passed, which was November 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found her body November 8th, I think, late no, afternoon. No, no, no. They found her, what day the was it? Friday, last Friday. Saturday. Well, the news came out, but they found her like Friday night. Okay, okay. But, um, so she was missing for like 10 days, right? It, so that's what makes it so much more strange and why uh, Shay would be talking about 
upbringing and, and people just knowing certain things, what to do and what not to do in certain situations. Clearly, Alexis didn't know. Clearly, she was too trusting. Mm-hmm. And also, she she was maneuvering in a way that leads me to believe she didn't have great self-esteem. First of all, when she was uh, sexually assaulted, she was blacked out. She was on her way blacking out drunk. Mm-hmm. So there's all there's a lot of people, a lot of us, especially in our communities, we think that, okay, she got drunk, she blacked out, so what? That's normal. That's just not normal. You're not supposed to black out when you drink. Do you think you, she was drinking that much or do you think she was drugged? I, I, I mean, they don't have anything that well, says that she was drugged. I know I've blacked out from just drinking alcohol before, so... I could totally believe, and plus a whole lot of girls black out from just drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see that she just like blanked out because she had too much to drink. And then not only that, now this is another thing that makes it strange. Three days prior to going missing, she's blacked out drunk, goes into a bathroom and gets molested by the boyfriend of the roommate, right? After that, the day she went missing... She goes to the liquor store to get more alcohol mm-hmm. with the same girl she had just fought previously. Mm-hmm. The roommate. So she is she has an alcohol abuse issue. Mm-hmm. That's off top. I haven't. I mean, of course, a lot of people ain't going into it like that. I am because I'm looking at the details, and it's odd that this girl was doing this, right? So. I mean, but if you just she has got alcohol molested abuse. St- you probably want to drink, but you, you probably want to avoid drinking wanna... also because it just got you raped. And it also three days ago it got cope. you raped. You're also trying to cope. I'm just thinking it got you raped three days ago. You're hanging out with the same girl. It makes sense logically, but I'm no, saying not just logically. To cope. Fear, trying to cope. fear alone will make you say, "I don't want to be around that girl because if I get well, drunk, no, yeah, I'm talking about just as far as going and drinking again. But what I'm saying is though, you want to cope, but the coping comes after you handle your safety. Most of the time, most of the time, people in those situations get super scared. And it's not like she was in some abusive relationship where she had Stockholm Syndrome with this man and she was afraid to leave him. This, to her, essentially is a stranger. This is her roommate's boyfriend. This is not somebody she's attached to. So but she you went think to he get... was a stranger? If it's her roommate's boyfriend, yes, he's, he's around a, stranger a lot. To her. It don't matter if they're around or that's a stranger to you. Okay. Like, this is a stranger. And then you just fought this girl previous, a few days ago. That's alcohol abuse issue, which... Hey, people have See, alcohol abuse issues, but the thing about it is, though, the young girl felt it was necessary to go do these things three days after this major traumatic event happened. So that points to a lot of other psychological issues or what they would call mental health issues right now, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you add the fact that they're very young, these 21-year-olds. Right. These are, these are young people, and peop- younger people make... Bad decisions off of split-second emotions, which is what the roommate did. The roommate said, I'm mad at you. We just fought. Get you drunk again, and I'm going to set you up. It clearly wasn't necessary. No, it wasn't. But once you see see that a person is letting her guard down enough to get alcohol with you days after she was molested by your boyfriend, you still take it to where you took it to, which is... Supposedly, she put the bag over her head and they, and they mm-hmm. suffocated her. She died from asphyxiation. The girl, Jordan, clearly, if she did all of that, what the boyfriend is saying, she just blanked that. She, like, was 
in a rage that lasted probably a week. Whatever happened before that made her black out for a week. That shit had to last. Like, she blacked out. Yeah, it just seemed very... It just seems... And and this is another thing. This is what I'm thinking. Because, like I said, I wanted to know if somebody's... Just growing up where we grew up, do you think that, uh, you know, some of these things that we seen growing up made us more paranoid or made us just a little more cautious? I mean, paranoid, cautious, the same thing. Well, because when I was reading it and the first thing I thought when, when you know, when it was written out was basically like, you know, they were sitting around, they were drinking and then he started trying to kiss her and then she was like, you know, kind of got upset with him. And he said, oh, I thought I thought you were the girlfriend. I thought you were Jordan, the girlfriend. And then follow her into the, ba- into the bathroom. And the first thing I'm thinking is like, he put something in her drink and like was just seeing if she was like ready. You know what I'm saying? Or like just super blacked out yet. You know what I mean? Like he was trying it, you know, then she, okay, she was kind of still a little sober, a little, you know, coherent. And then, like, okay, so she looked like she's staggering to the bathroom and then went to, like, sleep in the bathroom or, you know, he may, they could have took her to the bathroom. Either way, I was thinking, like, I would be thinking, so you somebody drugged me and both of y'all set me up to, to do this to me. Like, I'll be thinking everybody in that house, everybody was involved with doing that to me. So as far as, like, going anywhere with anybody, like, I wouldn't be trying to fight nobody. I would be trying to get the heck away from everybody in that house. Like, first thing, smoking the Athens, if I could. You know what I'm saying? Because the first thing I would be thinking is, oh, it wasn't just your boyfriend. Like, you did this to, to me, too. Everybody did this to me. Like, I would be thinking the girl had something to do with it. He had something to do with it. Everything. So, it was just very strange to me um, that she went back out with her. And this is just what's put out. So, it could be a whole lot of things that we don't know. But this is the only. This is what we're discussing. What was put out, and um, like I said, I what are one. I wanted to know what are some things, some lessons that um, that we do want to give our daughters, and and for people, parents that aren't necessarily um, raising their children in certain environments. What are some things that you want to just, you know, tips? What can you say? Okay, you might want to check on this or look into this, like as far as raising your kids. And what to look for in these kind of situations. I mean... I mean, well, not in these kind of situations. Just no, certain the, the, things like... I mean, something that, that a lot of kids need to grow up knowing, which... Friends, I everything. Didn't, I didn't grow up with this, is um, is communication with the parents. Mm-hmm. Because when I used to move around, I wasn't checking in with nobody. Yeah, I wasn't neither. telling nobody anything. Really. You will see me when I come back home. Or if you call me and want to know where I'm at, I'll say, but... I'm not telling you before. I'm talking about when I got in my later teens. When I was mm-hmm. younger, yeah, of course I said something. But when I got into my later teens, I was just leaving. And I was going where I was going. So the thing that a lot of these, a lot of kids get in these issues because something happens and the kid feels like they can't communicate it because either they, they don't feel, they don't trust their parent mm-hmm. with that info because they feel like I don't even want to tell them or... They think they'll get in trouble by the parent. And, and the parent has been acting irrationally towards them for their whole life. So mm-hmm. they're like, if I tell them, they're going to keep acting irrationally, mm-hmm. not treat me fairly. So, no, I'm not telling them. Those those things, like, I, so lack of communication, I think, is the biggest thing. 
had had Alex uh, Alex was Alexis had Alexis. I feel had she called somebody and said, "Hey, this guy, I think he raped me. I blacked out. I think he raped me." I think they would have brought her home for the weekend, and and until the investigation was complete, until that rape kit came back from the hospital. And she would have been away from the situation. She could have decompressed. She could have got clean for a couple of days. And she could have let out all her emotions that way instead of going back into the alcohol. Communication to me is number <clears> one. <throat> right. And I see people who have be- better communication with their parents. They always seem to turn out better. Hmm. Just based on my experience, the people who talk to their parents, whether some people feel like, oh, you, you've been baby, whatever it is. Hmm. People who talk to their parents more freely and openly have... They, they turn out much better, mm-hmm. especially in situations like this. Everybody feels like they're an adult. They can do things on their own until they get in a sticky situation. They don't know what to do. The mm-hmm. parent wouldn't know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. A 21-year-old don't know what the hell going on. I would have known not to do what she did, but right. a lot of 21-year-olds don't know what's going on. I got in trouble myself at 21, 22 years old, so I can't. Just because I didn't do what she did, I still did some dumb shit at that right, age. Right. So we, I very, mean, we all did stupid stuff at that yeah, age. Yeah, so I can't act like. But um, actually, some people we've wouldn't done do way, way some, like really. Stupid some people things, wouldn't so. do what I did, so I can't just we've act like it's it. just her. It's not just her. Twenty-one and 22, 20, 19 year olds are just not that smart when it comes to life. Well, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, why I'm saying I'm not. Decisions. I'm not calling her like stupid or anything. Like I don't. I don't think that at all. Because, I mean, I've done the things that are stupid at that age and we all have so um i just want i was just thinking about it because i and i i feel like i was the type of person like you said you didn't really have to check in with anybody well in my teens i did i did more checking in because you know obviously i'm a girl and i pretty much had to kind of be told like tell where i'm at or what i'm doing but but one thing I did do was lie about where I was at. You know what I'm saying? Do I like teenagers do like, oh, I'll be here, you know, and I ain't here. I ain't there. So, I mean, that's one thing that I really like um, want to. I just I want my kids to be comfortable enough to tell me what is really going on and not lie about where, what they, where they at. But that's just something that I feel like is just going to come like it's it just going to happen. Well, that doesn't just happen. I mean, it has to work. People had to work on it. Right. I'm just saying, I, I don't, it's not, I don't think that's up to the parenting. I think it's just like, if your child's going to do that, they're going to do that. Like, it's up to the parents. Too. I mean, I'm, I am the type of parent that's going to probably like do a lot of checking in. Like, okay, well, you said you're here. Like, I need, you know, I'm going to make sure you're there. But I mean, some people just, kids just do that. They just make stuff up. They'll say, okay, I'm here. And but then it starts, not. it so, starts young though. Because you can't be irrational for your kids' first 13 years of life, and then when they get 14, you expect mm-hmm. them to be communicative with you. It's not going to happen like that. And a lot of people mess up because they think, oh, oh, my kid, they do what I tell them. they definitely not going to no. lie to me. No, your kid is going to lie to you. Yeah. Because no. if y'all haven't had a good communication uh, foundation for the first, until they become a teenager, it's not going to build itself magically out mm-hmm. of nowhere when they become 14, 15, 16 years old. When they leave that basketball game and tell you, I'm going over to this person's house, mm-hmm. they go into a party. But they right. didn't tell you because you might have been okay with them going to that party. But they didn't tell you because they don't know how you might act because you've been mm-hmm. acting irrationally for 15 years. Right. That's just how it's going to go. So people have to, have to realize if you want your kid to communicate well, 
with you when they're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and they get into a blacked out drunk situation at college, you better talk to them right when they're three, four, and five years old. Because otherwise, they're going to lie to you later on in life or just not tell you shit. Well, one one thing I do, I do think, um, like I said, my my parent was, she was kind of probably one of those parents that might have been a little irrational sometimes or whatever. She was strict. Um, and, you know, she she was real, like, no nonsense or whatever. But I always knew, like, in a... In certain situations, she was, like, somebody that, like, I didn't have to cut corners with. I didn't have to be, like, um, you know, try to dress it up. It it was very much what it was. I, I didn't have to feel ashamed to tell her certain things, like, um, just certain situations that might come up with girls and, you know, guys and girls and stuff. I never really felt ashamed to, like, tell her, like, even um, before when I was just telling my sister, I was just talking to my sister about this situation, about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. And she had let me know what she said. It was okay to say, so it's fine. She had let me know that, um, this situation had kind of happened to her, not as far as like being sexually assaulted or anything like that, but she had kind of got into it with our, um, our mom and it over a boyfriend. And she was like, you know what, if you're going to continue to see this boy, you know, and you, you want to be grown and Hey, get out. If you want to go, you know, if you don't want to be back here, she was in co- college. She was in college at the time. And she said, okay, well, she put the key down and she said, okay, I'm going to leave. She left and went, you know, to another city with somebody that she didn't know. Um, just got in a car with them and went to another city with somebody that she didn't really know until that, you know, her friend was available. Just, you know, just going to another city. And basically, you know, that guy turned out to be kind of, a little weird, like, thought that she, you know, wanted to be with him or something. So she, even in that instance, you know, she had just got into it with my aunt. She called my mom and she called her and she said, you know, this is happening. And my mom came, like, right away and was like, we ain't even got to talk about nothing that just happened. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Like, she came and got her, like, and you know. And it was like, it was like that with her. You know, she was never, like, um... You know, she was annoying sometimes, but she didn't, If she would always say, you know, if y'all going to get drunk or you're going to drink, you know, I don't really want y'all drinking, but if you're drunk, don't, you know, call me. I don't care what it is. Just call me. Have somebody call me. I pick everybody up. We were underage, you know, not saying that we should have been doing that, but she never was like the type that would be like, uh, oh, you're drunk. You just, you shouldn't be drinking anyway. So whatever. Like she never was like that, so we were we were really comfortable even speaking to her about like certain things that we probably shouldn't have been doing anyway. But but you still said you lied because of the things she was because because of the foundation. Well, yeah, I might be like, okay, I'm hanging out with Jody, and then I'm really like, uh, just I don't even know what I would be lying about. But I'll be like, I'm hanging out with my best friend, and I'll be like just hanging out outside or something somewhere. But um, it would be little lies like that. It wouldn't be like nothing crazy because I didn't. I wasn't really a kid. That, that is crazy because if you get snatched crazy. up and she over Jody House looking for you, right, right. Yeah. But you know, when you girl, when you got girlfriends, you like yo. I'm with you. I'm oh, just saying. I'm with I you. Say if you, you get know. snatched up. Though. Well, yeah, of course. That and I was a kid doing that was stupid. Like right. that was things that you don't think about. There's when no you, small when lie you know. when you lying about where you are at. Right. That's what I mean. That's right. What I'm so. But, um, so yeah, I was just wanting to talk about that and just, uh, 
Yeah, I just wanted to talk about that based on what, what was going on in the city and everything that happened, so. Cool? Cool? What? <laughs> I don't know, nothing, nothing. Um. Anyway, so a lighter, lighter thing, a lighter topic. Drake got booed <laughs> last week. So I was thinking, I was wondering, like, how could anybody boo Drake? Why would they boo him? Like, I'm not even the biggest Drake fan, but, like, I would never boo him because Drake has, like, an amazing catalog of music. You know, you would think, okay, this is a good surprise guest. If somebody has Drake as a surprise guest, you should be very, very excited, you know. Right? You'd be really excited, right? Yeah, you got to be weird to boo Drake. I ain't going to lie. Right. Crazy, right? So anyway. <laughs> so you got to be weird or extremely young. Not even young, cause yes, even you the, even the young kids like young some Drake kids don't stuff. Like, I told you, man. My little cousin, he was like Drake. He said Drake having a comeback. That's what he said. <laughs> For real, they, little oh kids don't God. listen to no damn I can Drake. I hear him saying that too. They don't listen to Drake, man. What them kids don't listen to no Drake? They want to hear he somebody having a comeback. He's. I'm like Drake never left, bro. He was like but Drake went out his whole life. But they don't. That's old school to them. Drake was out before he was born. Like he don't. That's not what, like a year. Not that's even like a that's year. like me and you in in two thousand talking about KRS One. That wasn't happening. Well, when did KRS One come out? When we was baby, like a little bit before we was babies. Like, nah, that was not happening. Okay, yeah. We wouldn't but, be talking about like, yo, you heard that new Wu Tang? Like, hell no. His boys right, in fourth but, grade. Right, but no, but Drake was consistently putting out music there his whole life. But so I'm that's just what saying, I'm saying. These people was too, but we weren't listening to that. We listening no, to no. who came out when we was listening to music, and that wasn't. There. These kids is not listening to Drake at all. They think Drake is old. For real. Okay. They think he's an old school artist, man. <laughs> so, I'm telling you. Anyway, so I just couldn't believe that, you know, like a whole festival of people boo Drake. And like I said, I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I do like Drake music. I like some music by Drake. Well, but, they I didn't mean, say I it was def- the, They said it was like a small pocket, but they but had a, a camera. But the video right was like, they yeah, were loud. Because that person had a camera in that section, so it was like booing all And they were loud person. enough for him to say, you know, I'm just going to be gone. Like, all right, y'all don't want me here? Okay, I'm out. Like, so it was loud enough. Yeah. It wasn't just a whole, like. Well, they say it was a little corner of the, of the area. like. But like, it was loud enough to make a disturbance. And he like, okay, so y'all just, y'all yeah. just ain't feeling me. Yeah. Anyway, so. So that's what happened. Drake was booed at a festival at a, uh, what was it, Tyler the Creator's mm-hmm. some festival. Camp Flognog or something like that. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, the festival looked like it was cool. It, it looked like from the lineup, they had some good people there. But Drake had being a, the, the secret guest that would be like the headliner of the show. That would be good for anybody. <clears throat> but anyway, it got me to thinking like how many songs and i just started listening to drake songs and um i was like man drake really has a lot of music that i love um because i always say oh i'm not a big drake fan but i really i really do i have a lot of drake songs that i love so i started thinking about what we're gonna do we should you know just come up with the top 10 drake songs which is our favorite our top 10 favorite it's not impossible because i have 10 i you know and i even a couple was but left But you have out, but... 10 as a person who never considers yourself a Drake But no, I, I actually had to... The people that to... consider themselves Drake fans, it's too many. But that's what I'm saying. It's our favorite. It's not even the top... I don't want to say the top 10 is our favorite. But that's Drake. what I'm saying. Favorite, so, whatever yeah, you use. I'm saying, I but... still have 30 that feel equally about. Really? Okay, so... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I had more than 10, but I mean, I picked these 10 because these are the songs that I played 
all the time, every time. That's like, what I had to so do. Was just okay if That's I. That's how I had to do it. I played it the most. I liked it as far as what I like. I still like it. Yeah. All so right. go over to your top. Let's see your top ten Drake. You want me to give you my top favorite. ten? All right. So this is the thing about me. Like I just said, I have like um, so many because like I've been considering myself a Drake fan since he put since him and Lil Wayne did. I'm gonna take your girl in 08, Right. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to Drake pretty much since then. I have not liked all his stuff that he did since then, but I've been listening to him since then. Mm-hmm. So when I didn't know that he was the guy from Noggin Channel. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy mm-hmm. in the wheelchair. Yeah, I knew that. I was just, but I didn't know. I didn't know because I just, no. back download music, I didn't see pictures of people. I didn't know. I just was seeing names. like, And I didn't care about the name because Wayne was on the song. I was like, this is a Wayne song. Mm-hmm. It's some little nigga on the song with him. Right? So I have one song that is clearly my favorite Drake song mm-hmm. ever. And then all, pretty much all the rest of them are like tied for for the next because, I mean, I just like them all. And I, Can I guess your number one? What? Oh, you're gonna go ten at one. Never mind. No, I'm gonna go one. I'm gonna start with one because that's what? my only like clear number. What girls what? love Beyonce? Yeah, but I've been saying that for years. <laughs> well, though. yeah, I know you love that. Number one is girls love Beyonce, which wasn't even on an album. It was on. He just put it he on that care package thing. Package, but that yeah. that song came out in 2013 um, on yeah. SoundCloud, and it was just there. And I'm like, yo, this is like the greatest song ever. And I played this song like, you know how you play a song on repeat? I was. On, I was repeating the repeat. Like, I play it like 10 times, and I play it another 10 times, and I play it another 10 times. <laughs> like, dude, I, I listened to this song so much, right? It came out like 2013. Mm-hmm. When I was away, I wrote the words to the song, like, just on a... I got it in there. I got it still in my file cabinet, my mm-hmm. file drawer. Like, I wrote... I, I wrote get it, I wrote though. the lyrics to three songs. Like the every single word to three different songs. Song? Jada Kiss, Jada's Got a Gun, <laughs> Lauren Hill, Zion, mm-hmm. and Drake, Girls Love Beyonce. Them three songs right there, like, is like science to me. Mm-hmm. I just know them. Like I just sing them. They just come to my head randomly. These songs feel like I'm I'm talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Feel like if I was them, I would have made them shits. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. <laughs> right? So, Girls Love Beyonce, my favorite Drake song ever. Now, the rest of these are just like, when they came out, I burned them out. That's that's what the rest of these mm-hmm. is. So, number two is Shot For Me. I listened, I probably listened to, actually, when Take Care came out, Shot For Me was my, was, what? It's mm-hmm. a good song. Man, listen, Shot For Me. Shot For Me. Take a shot for me. Listen. All of them songs with somebody talking to some girl, they ex or whatever like that, them was all my shits right there. Mm-hmm. All of them songs is my joints. Shop people say Dirty Mackin. No, he wasn't Dirty Mackin. That's Marvin's room. Marvin's room was good. Shop for me is him telling a girl like, "You wear your hair like that because of me. You walk like that because like all that type." Narcissistic. Shit. Whatever stuff. you want to call it. Okay. You know, I've been described. I didn't that. say that. I have I'm been. just saying. I'm saying I have right. been described. Okay, that I way. wasn't calling you. I'm not running from I'm it just though. Saying. Number three. Diplomatic immunity. That shit what? is fire. Are you serious? When I heard that, I said, yo, whatever list they took Drake off. Was you feeling that like that? Whatever list they took Drake off of when he got exposed for writing, put him back on it. Diplomatic immunity. Out of all of his songs that don't have no. That don't have a chorus. Out of all his songs that don't have a chorus on them, compare what he was saying in diplomatic immunity to any of them. 
I don't care if it's Tuscan leather. I don't care if it's 5 a.m. in New York or 5 a.m. in Toronto. I don't two care birds, if it's one stone. Four, what is two, it? Birds, two birds, one stone. stone? You compare Come it to on. 4 p.m. in Calabasas. You compare no. it to 6 p.m. in New York. I don't care which one you compare it to. Diplomatic immunity tops them all. I don't know. That boy can rap. He can rap. He can Drake rap. can, as much R&B stuff as he do, Drake can rap his ass off, man. Mm-hmm. Diplomatic immunity is that one. Plus, I love diss songs. Love <laughs> diss songs. Love them. Mm-hmm. Diplomatic community is precision strike. Pusha T was in his feelings after that one, boy. <laughs> number f- number three. This is why I feel like Drake like went to the, to the hotline bling is my shit. Me too. I love it. Hotline bling is so <laughs> fire to me, man. That's my number four song right there. Okay. Hotline bling, I love it. And I feel like Hotline Bling like started to shift in Drake's career. Cause mm-hmm. you remember how big we felt like Drake was? Mm-hmm. But Drake had he, never he had got no massive after that. Yeah, he never had no number one songs before that. Okay. His biggest song was that successful song, I think. Or the, oh yeah, um, successful was good. Whatever well, one, best I never had, best I ever had. Was one of those two had. songs was number was number two, but that was his biggest song uh, no, all the way no, up no, until no. one dance. From the bottom. No, no, I'm talking about Billboard success. Okay. No, he only had one song that was number two. It was either success or, or um, what was the other one you said? Best I ever had. Best I ever had. One of them was number two. One of them was number three. But then was his biggest songs ever. People thought, didn't realize. I thought Find Your Love was be- bigger than that's those songs, what I thought. But... Um, Just Hold On with Coming Home was bigger than both of them, but it yeah. wasn't. Okay. I was I was confused by it, but he never went number one until after Hotline Bling when he had One Dance. That was Drake's first number one song ever. That was crazy to me, cause now Drake got like ten of them shits. Mm-hmm. So his first number one song was in 2015. Hotline Bling came 2015. This is the year that Drake proved that he's Teflon. Was that 2015? You said Hotline Bling was 2015. 2015. Really? I think so. Or or was it 2016? It's got to be more earlier than that, I thought. Oh, no, no, no. It was either tw- it was the year Drum put that song out. I think it was 2015. No, that 2015? 2015 was the year to beef with Meek Mill. And Hotline Bling was on that? Yeah. No, not no. on that. I mean, that year? It was on Views. It came out. Views came out 2016, like April 2016. Hotline Bling was 2015. But Yeah, you're right. 2015. I know I'm right. Okay. But I'm just saying, though. <laughs> hold on, on now. Narcissism. I'm Come over on, here. Man. I'm here. I'm here. So, wait. So, you got... Hotline Bling is number four. All right. I don't want I don't want to take too much time because I no, know. No, I'm you, saying you with the first No, it's fine. With the first one is Girls Girls Love Beyonce. Second, second. one is Shot for Me, Amazing. Uh-huh. That's an amazing song right mm-hmm. there. Three, Diplomatic Immunity. Amazing okay. rapping. And four number is four Hotline is Hotline Bling. Bling. So okay. mostly I'm sticking with the singing stuff. I love I love the Drake singing is amazing is amazing. Immaculate. Number five, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. More singing. I love that song. That was a good song. Now when that song this is this is the interesting thing about Drake, right? He got so much music. He's such a superstar, but a lot of his music is kind of underground. Mm-hmm. He's like an underground artist and a superstar well, at the same then time. then it was like underground. It's still, because he still got music now that's like, Diplomatic Community came out this year, or, or last year. But that wasn't no big joint, though. It that wasn't was like on a, an album. Hmm? It wasn't on an album. That's what I'm saying. So Houston and Vegas was on what? That was on um, the Take first... The- Bits I never had and all that. Thank you. Thank you now. Thank you something. Thank you later. Thank me later. Yeah. Yes. But I'm saying like he's kind of like he got these. What I was saying about the underground thing is because he got all of this music that's just floating around there mm-hmm. that wasn't no hits. But like his fans just like love him. And they wasn't on no. You know what I'm saying? They, they like mixtape. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. That was like a, a album cut that was a smash hit because people on the internet was loving it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Hotline, I mean, uh, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas is number five. Number six, 5 a.m. in Toronto. 5 a.m. in Toronto, man, that boy Drake. I mean, when he when he do his his 
Time and then City, them songs, the boy's coming, man. He's coming. And and 5 a.m. in Toronto, he was talking that talking there, man. That also came on the care package joint that he dropped where he put all of his um unreleased music on there. Not all, but his best unreleased music on there. 5 a.m. in Toronto is amazing. You know what I mean? Like, as far as rapping goes, that's some of Drake's best rapping. Of course, like I just said, Diplomatic Community is what I think is best. But 5 a.m. in Toronto, when it came out, niggas was like, Drake is not to be played with. People I don't was, remember that one. I got to listen to it. I'm sure. Listen I to it. I got to hear it again. Listen to it. That boy is different. Mm -hmm. But when you listen to all his, when you go back and just start listening to just the rapping ones, mm -hmm. you be like, man. No, he's, he's 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 big like this for a reason. Because... He could do that singing thing, but the rapping thing too, man. He's he's up there with some of the best ever, man. Mm -hmm. I don't care what people say. It's because his content is what make people talk about him the way they talk about him. But his pen, it's legit. It's legit. Number seven, Practice on Take Care. Love the song. That's the song that, um, uh, girl, you look good. I want your back yeah, that ass up. That's that sample. Yeah. He's, Drake is the king song. of that. That was a good song. He's the king of, hey, girl, I know you're a slut. But I love sluts. Come be a housewife with me. He's the king of that. He said all those other men were practiced. Practice. Yes, yeah, that's pretty, Drake, that's don't pretty gross. Else, don't nobody else talk like that. Drake I shouldn't is, say that's gross. I mean, come on, like, Drake is different. Now, he changed the game with what that. What did he say? What did he just said? Take it easy on me? I heard about yeah. what you did to the little Yeah, I guys. heard what you did to homeboy. Please take it easy on me. Drake <laughs> is different when it comes to he like being, being comfortable with somebody's past drake started that like joe budden probably want to take credit for that mm -hmm. i'm sure he will find a way drake started that nobody drake i mean joe told drake that he was the he was the um groupie of groupies he was you know he started being a groupie for group whatever he said drake i think drake, drake might be the reason care. he might be the reason that slut culture is what it is today because he's going around rich paying for these girls saying I like you like that. I want the more men, the better. That's how Drake come up on him like that. The more men, the I better. I told you. I know I know people who personally man, listen, man. been around Drake and have yeah. said. Drake pain. Like, we we was just there for some bread. Like, and he Drake. was in there trying to play us music and just chill. We was trying to make the money. Drake is definitely. <laughs> like, we was trying to do what we got to do to get the Drake, money. He Drake, was like, Drake is definitely trying to get you about the strip club. Yeah. He, 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 took, to... he took girls out the strip club and was like, no, we're going to. I ain't gonna Chill. lie. I think I think I met Drake, Drake. Got a lot of Virgo energy. He just tells people that he's doing it. Like yeah. we don't really be telling people. Drake is telling people like I'm. I'm I like you when you have a lot of men. Like I don't really want to. Is that girl. Virgo energy? Because I don't. No, no, not no. me. Like trying to save girls mm. from these like environments. But that's, that's not energy. how you are. I've dealt with with, with I'm girls not, no, with no, some no, of no, the no. some of the wildest traumatic histories like that. They need to be. Help right, but you. Yes, okay. I am like that. Okay. I just don't. I don't I tell people's business. Into, okay. I don't tell people's business, but I, I am like that. Okay. But Drake tells people he's like that. Mm -hmm. I, I just he's putting people's business out there. Like, hey, practice is amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, number and that's on take care. Number eight, brand new. I had almost forgot about brand this song. New. I used to play brand, brand new. new so much. It was on so far gone. Okay. And actually, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. no, Houston, Land of Vegas was on so far gone, gone too. Okay. Not Thank Me Later. I didn't really feel Thank Me Later too much. No, Thank Me Later had some good stuff on there. But it was cool because it's. I mean, he's a, he's an amazing song maker. Thank Me Later was good. Brand new. Yes, that, brand new that's was another good. one. Brand new was good. That was probably brand the new. first thing I heard from Drake was brand new. Brand so. new was another one where he was. Drake loves to talk to women about their other people they dealt with. Brand new was 
the first song I've ever heard. From Drake her. is like Drake's Probably. coming up to the he coming up to the girl like you're not really impressed with anything I do. Like you've done all of these things before. Is anything I'm doing brand new? That's Drake. Like that's his energy. This <laughs> nigga's insecure. It's crazy. Yeah, he is. Number nine might be a shocker to some, but I love this song. Mob ties. Love it. Like I said, I love a diss. I love disses that don't sound what like this was that? Mob ties? That just came out, right? That was on his last album. Yes, man. So what okay. He, what? Dr- listen, Drake thinks I don't know one. I don't know. Drake thinks he's El Chapo. Uh-huh. Louis bags in exchange for body bags. Who does Drake think he is? Mm-hmm. He think he's gonna call a hit? Who's he, he gonna can, kill? I mean, some people want Louis bags. No, what I'm saying though is he he like some of these disses, Drake is talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he talking like he's really listen like, when you got the money you can make some stuff happen well you can talk like you make stuff happen he's talking like he's gonna get kanye kidnapped and killed like this is well, kanye yeah. west well kanye was scared this. kanye went back to chicago kanye he went to chicago kanye, kanye said he's next door he goes to drake's house and, and leaves notes at his doorstep like just not scared of drake first of all but didn't drake put like some purple devil emojis and yeah, he was like and, and please kanye drake just that. That let me scared live me too because just I let me live drake I, I, that would have scared me too because i don't know i don't read i don't know how to read emojis so i'm like what the hell does this mean i'm thinking <laughs> and first like, of all nobody been i try to play with me like that that's not gonna scare me like i don't know though i'm just saying purple like, devil emojis like okay man, listen, so you want to fight or what drake mob ties man <laughs> to me it quickly shot up the ranks and made the top 10 for drake songs because that song I love it because he's talking about being plugged in with Jay Prince and him, mm-hmm. and Jay and, and you know, they they connected in many 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 different ways. So, mm-hmm. man, that shit is hard. And if you look, I mean, he cool with Jay Prince. He cool with Baby. Not I mean, just cool. Not, with I them. mean, he those are because Jay was Prince plugged in with Jay Baby Prince's too. Sons, so Jay Prince's sons are very 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 close with Drake. If you mob ties mm-hmm. is a threat. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why. If you look at this is not new for years. If you look at <laughs> Jazz Prince and Jay Prince Jr.'s pictures on Instagram, like the the hashtag on damn near all of them say mob, the mob. Mm -hmm. That's what Drake's song is about. It's about them, their Mm -hmm. street connections, like whatever we want to happen can happen. That's what this song is. It's a wild threat. Just like Kanye took the um, Travis Scott feature as a threat. He Mm -hmm. like crept down the block, made it right, all that shit. Scary Mm -hmm. because this man is connected to these people that may have had reputations. Man, it's very, very frightening. (laughs) <laughs> Damn, think about, about to dive die. in this yeah. <laughs> And then my last song, I have to put this. This is the most uh, pivotal song in Drake's career. What you think it is? I don't know. Back to back. Wow. Have to put it. This really? is the most important song. Yes. That was such a whack diss. No, but it's not even about that because it wasn't my favorite diss ever. But I I'm know. from I'm from a different era though. Oh. The thing about it though is it's the most effective. <laughs> this in history no mm-hmm. diss like meek had to, it feel it felt to us like meek had to make a comeback mm-hmm. after this shit that drake did them we did with one song he had companies court five fortune 500 corporations dissing them he had politicians dissing you them. think they, this was more effective than sheether sheether yeah man, sheether almost stop. killed nikki man. <laughs> man if you don't stop sheether killed nikki stop it but listen back to back you know? had they had segments on ESPN, Sports Center, but like back to back, became, like yo, listen. The new thing was like now all, after um after Drake did that, now people try to make their diss songs as like hits, like like these is not like this songs used to be that a thing. diss song was whack. No, it's I'm not about sorry. it. Be, I'm saying that's the most pivotal joint. It's the most effective joint ever. Definitely mm-hmm. most effective diss song ever. It nothing. 
Even like people say, Ether is the best ever. My favorite diss song ever is Jada Kiss Checkmate, and then Beanie Siegel's diss, the best and then ever. Beanie Siegel's diss to um to Jada Kiss. Those are two of my favorite. Them was my two favorite ever. Like Ether was cool, but I mean, I mean, I love Takeover Jay-Z and I body, like um, Jay Z like Blueprint, Blueprint too. Like Blueprint come on, man, too, yeah, that was Blueprint good. Two is better than all that shit. So Blueprint to, Two was good to me. Like, bet I seen what all of these other diss records have done in the past. And how they work to, to try to take down the person that they, uh, the opponent, back to back did the most damage that I've ever seen in any disc that I've <laughs> ever seen. Other other people have had good back and forth where both discs was good or whatever like that. Meek was scared to talk. He was scared to put music out for months. He didn't diss Drake back until months later. What was it? Was charged up or was that Drake that was charged up? Drake did charged up first. People was like, "Oh, that's whack." Meek Meek was laughing about it on the internet and everything. Two days but later, no, Meek did one that you said you liked. What no, was it? War Pain came the next year. Right. War Pain uh-huh. came twenty sixteen. <laughs> that was like. Well, he was on tour. So what? <laughs> no, because he did drop a song. It was the one with the Undertaker music and all that. That's the one when, when Meek was like. T.I.'s homeboy just came home and he pissed on you at T.I.'s house and all this type of stuff. Mm. Nobody cared. I don't remember that one. P- Meek exposed that Drake got pissed on by T.I.'s friend and nobody cared. That's how Wait, it Wait, was T.I.'s friend a girl? No, T.I.'s friend was the dude that just came home from prison. Oh. Like, I guess they said <laughs> they said it was in a movie theater, at like T.I.'s movie theater. I guess T.I. got a movie theater. Newsflash. T.I.'s oh, movie theater or something. And like, this dude bumped into Drake and Drake didn't know who he was, so he said something, and the nigga got crazy. Peed on Drake. Well, what? wait a minute now, because I but, heard but, but that, but the... I thought it was a woman who just did that during sex or something. No, like some but listen to what I'm act. saying. No, this is a dude that just got out of prison. Oh, come but this on, is, man. This is he, what I'm saying, He was sexually assaulted. Well, this is what I'm saying, though. This is how, this is how crazy back-to-back was. People heard that and didn't care. That's how crazy back to back was. Like, so this is what I'm saying. We can't, I, to me, I can't leave back to back out of Drake's top ten. No matter how many more songs he dropped, back to back is gonna stay number ten because it has to be mentioned because of what it showed. That play with Drake if you want to. That's what it shows. I mean, Drake got peed on. That's crazy. Yeah, and nobody cared. Like, that's almost like the Fifty Cent and Ja Rule thing where Ja Rule and them exposed that Fifty snitched. Nobody cared. Mm-hmm. So when people talking about, yeah, nah, we, these kids these days, they don't care about snitching. Mm-hmm. Niggas told y'all 50 cents snitched 20, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. Y'all didn't care then? Mm-hmm. So, like, don't actually, act they like. showed the paperwork and all. Like. That paperwork was all over the beef DVDs, which mm-hmm. 50 Cent was on the cover of beef DVDs mm-hmm. back then. And they still had the paperwork of him paperwork snitching. Right there. The new yeah, he went to the New York precinct and hey, these people are tra- report. They trying to hurt me, man. I need a pro- order of protection. Like, mm-hmm. so don't act like snitching is a new thing. Like y'all, you know what I mean? Snitching been happening and people have been not canceling people for snitching. Now, anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> the this record was so effective <clears throat> that people didn't even care that Drake got peed on. And then when Ti went on the Breakfast Club and Charlemagne asked him about it, what Ti say? I can neither confirm nor deny any of this. I don't know anything about anything. He should have said anything. that with his damn daughter. Hey, he he felt <laughs> like me, his daughter's okay. vagina information was was need Less to know. Important. Was a, no, God. he felt like that was a need to know. Okay, we ain't even. He was get like, back but y'all, y'all don't need to know about Drake getting peed on. But my I, daughter, her hymen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I feel the reason I put not everybody who gonna try to kill me about no back to back ain't that good. It don't matter if it's, it's that, good. that good. It was effective. Y'all can't tell me that Meek didn't have to climb himself out of a grave. <laughs> That's true. 
Meek was in a grave, and that's bro. My, that Meek birthday is the same. We got the same birthday. <laughs> Man, listen, <laughs> so I really be feeling bad. If, if people don't remember the talk on the internet when Back to Back came out, bro, which, I'm not going to ever is, let people forget. Which one is that? Your girl told your world tour. Is that a world that's tour? That's Back to Back. Okay, yeah, that was. Now good, even looking back, everybody like these is weak bars. It don't. It was when it so came out, weak. Like when it, is that when, a girl? But when it came, world tour, your girl tour. But when it, because the problem is when it came out. I mean, Meek is true, a street yeah. dude, and Drake is not. So it sounds so like nobody, a nerd punching a street like. But that's whatever. exactly. You can't get beat up by the nerd when you're the street guy, and you was clowning him after he dropped charged up. You thought, this weak shit. I ain't even. I'm not. He. I think he even tweeted. I don't even got to respond to that. Little did he know, Drake had another one cooking. <laughs> and then he put to, it right out too. But look, real in fast. two days, and then to make matters worse, summer six, summer sixteen came. That was a hit. Summer 16. I'm looking for revenge. Yeah, it was whack. Oh, Summer 16. That shit was on the radio all day. It was. It was said it was whack. It was played all the time. I mean, it's going to get played. It's that was Drake. part of the diss. He was still dissing Meek, actually, all the he way was still up for years. Him, yeah. He, he was, was still... They just squashed their stuff in 2018. It just got squashed mm-hmm. the end of 2018. So, anyway, that's my list, y'all. Go ahead, Lucy. You, you, you got it from here. All right. So, my list is... I'm looking at it. it. Looks like a lot of singing, a lot of singing Drake, because I prefer that. First song, number one song. Can you guess my number one? Oh, I have no idea, because you've always said I don't I ain't that big of a, so I don't know. Number one song for me is "In My Feelings." Oh yeah, I almost put that. I ain't gonna lie. That's my favorite Drake. That's song a hard song of all time. I and I fell in love with that song the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this like all day. And every time I got in the car, the first thing I played was. In my feelings, Drake I almost loved dropped it. the ball on that. I don't see how. I don't he was think gonna... they knew that was a hit. Remember, it was. I don't think in... they knew. No, no. Yeah. But when I heard the song, and I love bounce music, I don't really dance in public and do all kind of like I'm. But when I hear bounce, I I have to really contain myself because I love bounce. When I heard Shorty on it, and then I really liked City Girls at the time. You know that everything about that song was just amazing to me. It was like true bounce. I loved it. That's, it's a my, hard song. that's my favorite Drake song. That's a hard song. Second favorite song because this was my favorite song until this until "In My Feelings" came out. Was "Find Your Love." That's my favorite. That was my favorite song. I played that song the whole time I was in Hawaii um, on like Rimpack, which is you know I was out there for a few months and I played "Find Your Love" all all day every day. I used to love that song. My third favorite song, and this is probably still, this is probably the song that I can hear at, I, I never get tired of. All the rest of them I played so much I got tired of. I never get tired of this song. It's Controller. I love Controller. Mm-hmm. Fourth favorite, best I ever had. It was good, good song. I love that song. Big hit. Huge hit. Number five. And this, you know, I don't like the curse, but I'm going to have to say the title. But hell yeah, fucking right. Yeah, with Lil Wayne. With Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. My favorite. I love the Lil Wayne verse. Drake sounded really good, too. He made, you know, bros to the occasion with Lil Wayne. Really rapping. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite Drake CD. One of my favorites Drake CD. Number six is Hotline Bling. Great song. Great song. I play that song a lot. A whole lot. I don't know why. And then I'm thinking about it. it. Shouldn't even. I don't even know why that song was so catchy and so 
you know, it just it was just something that in it. Had that something in it. It had something in it, right? I was like, why what is this? Was in that so- you know what was in it? Because it don't even seem like drums drum- song. Was but in I love the drum song. That's what I'm saying. I really we already was like, liked the drum song. And when and that hotline bling, that no, he that was so mean. That was so wrong. Because right. when that song, that drum song came out, I loved. And when that hotline bling, I'm like, oh, so I don't even need to listen to this. Exactly. No more. And radios didn't need to play it no more. <laughs> we got the same song in a in a better package now. Play right. it. Play the Drake one. Cause I mean, and then what he was saying in it, it was so like you used sensitive. To call me on my and you know, that's me. I'm like, Damn. you know, ever since me and you, we don't get along. You know, <laughs> like I was, I was in my feelings. That I'm wasn't always fair, in my feelings. Man. You know, I love thing. Drake and his thing. feelings. It's a good thing Drum was good enough to come back with other songs because that I love Drum wasn't fair. That wasn't fair because I really was it, like Cha Cha. I was like, oh, this is it. When I heard Hotline Bling. Mm. I was like, oh no, Drake. They tried to bury I'm drum. Sorry, like that? Drake is disrespectful. And Drake and his feelings is my favorite. I don't Drake. really Drake rapping is whatever. Well, he I like it. Feelings, but I'm saying when he and his feelings are like when he he's ever since I I met you, you you know just telling her all saying all kind of stuff. Like I mean, he was in his feelings. Not mm. like that when he talking to that's the girls. That's song right there. So Hotline Bling Love was Hotline. number six. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorites. Number seven. I just scratched it out. I just changed it. Like just now. It was We'll Be Fine with Drake and Birdman on Take Care. I don't remember that. Okay. Well. It's just the title I don't remember. <clears throat> okay. Well, you'll know if you hear it, but. Yeah. Um, so I scratched it out. What, you scratched We'll Be Fine or you wrote We'll Be Fine in? I scratched We'll Be Fine out. Okay. And I put Replacement Girl. Okay, him that's one of his songs. early songs. The like really early one, one. yes. Well, you said Blame, you said the um, Brand New was the first song you heard. Replacement Girl a couple years before that. Was it? Yeah. I didn't hear it till later then. I heard Brand New first. Really? Yeah, I didn't hear Replacement Girl till I got a mixtape with with Successful and all of that other Replacement Girl stuff. was like 06. I didn't hear it then. 06, I heard 07. it when I got in the military. I didn't hear it at that point. Hmm. So replacement girl with Trey songs, because I, I was a Trey songs, I was Trey songs heavy back like in '06, and I love Trey songs, but like I didn't hear replacement girl till I went. I was like, oh not till actually like after me and you like like broke up, whatever. So um, number eight was from time. Oh, I don't remember that. With Janae Aiko oh, on okay. the um nothing, nothing was, the, was same the same album. <clears throat> I love that song. That was a good song. Number nine is Too Good with Drake and Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to that song if I'm like irritated. If I got if I got mad with you that day, I'll just <laughs> Nobody believe that shit. I, I will. I'll just be like, oh Tayron just pissed me off today playing my Drake and Rihanna. Oh. I'm okay. too good to you. <laughs> But no, this is what that's like my like I'm so I'm just fed up. So. Well, Drake and Rihanna make good music because I had do. Take, take Care. Take Care is a good one. List. It almost made my list too. And um, well, Work is in his song, but still that was a good. One. And you know, Ruboy, all her songs with the, all of their songs together, are good. Drake had a bar. He said the square root of sixty nine is eight, eight something. something. I was trying to Drake trying to nice. work you out. Yeah. So. Well, what 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 um joints did you write down that didn't make your list? Okay, so how about oh I I didn't do my number ten yet. Oh, my, I thought you go ahead. So I got two good for number nine. Number ten was the real her, with him, Lil Wayne, Andre three thousand, take care. Okay. You know, 
You know, you know what I'm talking I, about I think I remember it. Okay, so yeah, that was my number 10. I used to like that song a lot. I like Drake. I mean, I like the um, Lil Wayne's verse on it. I just, Drake and Lil Wayne together, just amazing to me. But things that was on there, um, I had We'll Be Fine on there. I had Say Something, but that was, then I found out it wasn't Drake's song. Say Something was with... Um, Timbaland. I'm going to need you to say something. Some oh, okay. baby, say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So A lot was, of them songs was confusing because back then we heard Drake just versions. Just Drake, that was it. But you know, so with Timbaland. He was selling people songs that he was already putting out. That's why it was confusing. But you know, with Timbaland, that was for a Timbaland album. Timbaland don't be on it. It's, <laughs> it's just for a his Timbaland song. album because right. Drake had it and put it out, but then he, he sold it He just produced it and, you know. He sold it. He'd be, his... he be putting songs out, then he sell right. them. Then you hear somebody else singing some shit that you heard Drake singing already. Yeah, but what Drake was on it the whole time. It was just a Timbaland produced song. Yeah, I'm just saying. He, he probably wrote it and So it was Timbaland first uh, featuring Drake. So Say Something was on there, but I scratched it out because I didn't think it was his. Um, the next one was Free Spirit with Drake and Rick Ross. That was just on the care take. Was it the care package? Mm-hmm. But it just came out as a single, um, and that's it says free spirit, but it's saying tap my name on you, so I know it's real. So I don't know why it's saying that, and it's called free spirit, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite, and then how about now was also. I had that. How about now was a good one, but it wasn't on an album. It was just just they just put it out. It was like a Jodeci. Um, it was like a Jodeci I'm up right remake. Now. Right. I had it on my list too. I scratched it off. Yeah. So I. How about now was like a, a, a big one for me. That was so. joint. What's up? What's something that didn't make it for you? I had. Um, let me see what I got here. What's that? Fire and Desire. That's at the end of. Um, I don't remember that one. End of uh, Views. I think Views. And then You With Me. That's the one where he do the DMX sample on Views. Then uh, Take Care. That's the one on the mm-hmm. album Take Care. Then Redemption. Redemption is on um Redemption is on Views also. Uh Views is my favorite Drake album. That shit is just amazing. When I when I go back cuz I didn't even like it at first. Well, I, I just thought it was okay at first. People trip people Views trash that album when it first came out. I, I remember know, but like Views they was hard, really doing And then um after Redem- uh, 8 out of 10, I love that song, man. Oh, that was good, yeah. That's the one we, that's, that's the, the real latest disc. album. Yeah, that's recent. Scorpion. Hold on, we're going home. Great song. Like, hmm. thing about it is when that came out. See, this is the problem, and I'm gonna just <laughs> tell y'all this: when you when you jammed up, right, and somebody got a radio and you don't, mm-hmm. and they keep singing some shit every day that you've <laughs> never heard before, it gets stuck in your head even though you never heard it. Was that what? It, what's that? That happened with this. Just hold on, we're going home. Oh God! Because that song came out in 2013, but the album didn't come out till 2014. But it was on the radio, mm-hmm. and you know, like some people had radios. I was brand new in there. I ain't get no radio yet. So I'm hearing people screaming this song, like singing it. And I'm like, what the, what is that? <laughs> but it's stuck in my head now because they keep singing the shit. When I got a radio at night, that song used to come on and I just used to, like, you could, they play that song on the radio so much, man. I'm talking about rap radio. Mm-hmm. It was playing that song all the time. So, I mean, that's, I would have thought that as much as I heard it, I would thought that was Drake's biggest song ever. Mm-hmm. When I came out, that song wasn't number one at all. I thought it was. And then, um. I had another list, but I, I threw my yeah, list away. Yeah, I had. I was just away. about to say I had like three other songs too, but I just yeah, I threw them. I had um, I had miss miss me on there. Miss me. Yeah, with him and uh, what Nikki? Was it Nikki? Miss me is Wayne. Wayne. Okay, no, yeah, miss me was on there, and also uh, make me proud, and then up all night was on there too. So I had 
it's just it's just what so many joints like it was I, a lot a lot and not just you know i was just saying that because it's so many like i said that i couldn't believe that anybody would would really boo drake because i'm like for one this was something that y'all this wasn't expected like it was a it was a surprise like you know Tyler Creator probably was like, oh, I'm really about to flex right now. Like, they don't even know. This is a surprise. Like, yeah. I'm about to hit him over the head with this. Because you know Drake had to do it for free. Because you right. know he couldn't afford Like, Drake is... is we I mean, about, Tyler Creator got, got some money, but like nah, not like that. I not mean, to have a whole festival and have Drake there. And bro. then to say, like, oh, nah. this is a surprise. That was a favor. That's, That's why it was crazy. a surprise. Because he was like, if you can come, can you please That's come? That's like us going to, like, a, a, you know, Rick Ross or Jeezy. Some and then they say, "Oh, the surprise guest," and it's Jay Z. It's like what? I mean, not even like you know what I'm saying. It would have like, been like it's Jay Z in 2004. Well, yeah, yeah. That would have been just, crazy for people to boo him at the big. This is right biggest artist in the right, world. That's right. That's what I'm now. like. What are you talking? Like, how, how do you boo that? Like, that's like somebody saying, "Oh, we're going to an R&B concert and Beyonce going to do a set." Well, no, nah, we don't want to see her because that's like even just that. What? It's like. Alicia Keys brings Beyonce out and y'all boo Beyonce. It just don't make sense. <laughs> like, excuse me, you don't do that. Like, how does that work? But, I mean, Drake just got some songs. He got some songs. I'm looking at my list. I think I prefer, I've all, well, actually, I knew. I, I always prefer Drake. Um, more singing, more arm, you know, just more R&B, more sensitive Drake. I don't really like tough guy Drake that much. I don't like him beefing and stuff. I really, I'm not a big this record girl, beef record girl, but yeah, Drake, Drake got some stuff. When you really think about it, a lot, not even just because that's what we like the most, but I mean, a lot of his music is him singing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no matter how you make a list, you're going to have a lot of singing stuff on it because that's just what a lot of his music is anyway. And some He's of the songs that I love, I just, I don't even know why. Like, like we, we talked about Hotline Bling. For the life of me, like that just doesn't seem like I don't know what it is about that song that makes me. I think it's because me... it's a sample. We already liked the song. But see, I like the verses. I mean, I liked his. I like what he's saying in it. It's what I'm just... saying is the the beat plays on throughout the whole thing. It's the sample, so it's playing. The we already been conditioned by the drum. We are, everybody liked the cha cha. But see, no. So I like drums beat better. I'm just saying it's the same. But it's conditioning. Though. Like it's when like I hear already... that drum beat, I'm like, okay, I want to dance. I want to get up. I, I, it just makes me feel better. But like what Drake is saying, like how he, like maybe because of where I was at when the song was. It's conditioning. Playing, like I, I was, was conditioned like, already. Oh, this is, you know. That's like if he's you feeling at... bad, you know, about what's happening. Like he trying to see, like why are you moving on like this, and you know, to, like. I love I love the whole message, the song, the words, everything. But, but yeah. I think it's more so what he was saying for me, basically. Than I mean, it could be the 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 song so much so because drums drums beat was way better. I'm not me. saying whether the beat was better. I'm saying you mm. was conditioned already because you liked the sample. But I don't go back and listen to drum. I listen to hot. That's what I'm saying. You already drums just gave you a stepping stone to the Drake <laughs> joint, like because Cha Cha was a was a hit already. Yeah, and it just pretty much went away. Yeah, that was so mean. That was bad. But, but yep, yeah, so that was, um, just wanted to talk about that. That was our episode. Uh, so you guys, you got anything to add, honey? No, ma'am. No? Okay. Well, that was our episode. Y'all have a, have a good week. <laughs>
You got anything to say? You're looking at me crazy. Nah. So why are you doing that? Just say something. Like, what are you doing? Don't say I'm done. Cut it off then. All right. What in the world?